welcome to the 21 Soul Music Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this show, I am sharing intimate interviews with musicians from around the world. In my role at rope Records, I have the opportunity to interview artists as we prepare for a new release. I want to get the backstory, I want to put together a narrative and understand the context, and, and also what drove them to make this new record. Today on the show, Mr. Paul Obron. If the name is familiar, there's probably a reason. His family forms Bukman Experience, the famous band from Haiti, who play a style of music known as Musique Raisin. Speaking with Paul opened my eyes to the unique history of Haiti and the successful slave rebellion of 1791, as well as the unique way in which music merged in the late 20th century there as Bukman's experience combined voodoo music and Jimi Hendrix. Paul is a gentle soul. Having escaped from Haiti to New York at 17, he's opened his eyes, ears, and heart to the world and committed himself to bridging cultural divides and conquering the world with music. His new album, Ay Bobo, was released this year on Ropadope, and it carries Paul's message of peace, beauty, and blessings to the world. Let's sit back and listen to Paul in his own words. All right, we are here at the Rope It Ope Room by digital means talking with Paul Bobrum uh, about his upcoming record and history. How are you? I'm good. Um, thank you. Thank you, Louis. Yeah, I want to say a big I Bobo, um, which means blessing. And I'm very happy to talk and, and see where it goes. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for uh, defining that for me, Ibobo. Now I, I Bobo, yes. So let's start with the present. You were just uh, in, in uh, Haiti, correct? Mm-hmm. Can yes. You can you tell me what was happening down there? Um, I flew down there um, to Haiti because uh, Conan O'Brien was going to Haiti because of everything that was happening, all the, you know, words and misconception about Haiti. So he wanted to show, he wanted to show how the country is and the people. And I was fortunate to be connected and, and to be part of the show. Um, and also the, the most important was to meet him to, and to see what kind of person he is and, what I see is very genuine and nothing was staged. Everything was natural. And I was there with my parents and other musicians. You know, we jammed. You know, he came up also and jammed with us, play with us, sing with us. You know, there were nothing like, oh, you should do this in that angle. You should do that in that angle or say this. Everything was just organic, um, which I really love. And, um, and I'm, I'm really excited for what for his series for what he's going to show, and I really think he's gonna show the accurate image of Haiti, which is yes, we are poor in the sense of you know economic like the way people are saying, but we are very rich in our culture, very rich with history, rich with who we are as human beings, with our pride, with 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 resilience and with, with who we are. So I hope that's what, what that's what he's going to show. And I, I think that's what he's going to show, yeah. Good, good. Um, 
You are, of course, uh, referring to some of the comments that came from our uh, comb over in chief uh, about other countries, correct? Is that part of what's? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I won't repeat his language, but. Um, yeah. Was, <laughs> in Haiti, also, a lot of musicians in Haiti, we decided not to repeat it. Yeah. You know, to not give it any energy, but it's, it's, yeah. It's really, it's really interesting to me because um, what, what I see, and hopefully we can discuss this, is um, the ability of uh, the dominant culture, uh, mm -hmm. which in the late part of the 20th century was, you know, American culture, USA, uh, the ability of them to frame other nations uh, and sort of put them in a, in a category. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, most of that uh, assessment has to do with dollars, which is, which, mm -hmm. is, which is unfortunate, right, and limited. But um, the two things that interest me the most are first that there's a person who happens to be, you know, head, head president of our country right now who lives inside that framing and not only mm -hmm. believes it to be true, but uses it in a denigrating way. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and, and I, I can guarantee you that he knows absolutely nothing about Haiti. And I think we all know that, except he read something somewhere that said this and saw a picture and then drew. Yeah. Drew and drew it basically a racist uh, viewpoint about Haiti. And I want to. I, I want to. What, what I what I want to get to next is how is how through your experience and and I do want to talk about your family, but um, mm -hmm. I'd like to hear your take on how you think we got here. You know, how did the U.S. get to this this absurd definition of what Haiti is? Uh, as opposed to like Puerto Rico or, or, you know, another, another nation. Um, so I'm rambling, but mm, I, I'd like, if you could talk a little bit about your family and mm -hmm. your lens of the history of Haiti. Um, Haiti. Yeah. Let, let me, I think, let me start with a question about the U S uh, how it got there. Um, I think it comes from, uh, it's, it's a long history, you know, Haiti, from the way we stand and how we are as people is always going to be a problem to any big nation, unfortunately, because to me, I view this world as you know, as unity and love and everyone should, I don't see, it's not a matter of color or whatever, or race, it's not about it. It's, it's not about that. But unfortunately, that's where we are. That's, that's where we are now as a conscience in this world. But Haiti is a symbol of freedom. When we go back to our history, we're the first black nation to gain our independence under friends. Uh, and we fought them out of our country. But what we have to understand is that when 
we 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 got our independence it, it's not only that it's it's the money aspect that you were just talking about the dollar or it wasn't dollar but it was the economic aspect we we were the one of the biggest sugar you know um um plantation in the world going everywhere 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 in the world so all of a sudden you know french they didn't have it anymore we destroyed everything so what happened from there we start paying french back and from there french all these big countries we when we get our independence for the us for example we became a problem because at the time also them um um they they still had slaves you know in in their plantation and Haitians we say oh, anyone can come into our country if you come into our country you are free so as a small country to think like that the the weird thing about USA and Haiti USA has this idea also but but it did not include everyone you know it did not include everyone but in Haiti we we included everyone in it so that became a problem from there and then from there the US government started like we they they invaded Haiti 1915 i think 1915 to 1934 something like that i can't really remember but i i'm sure it's 1916 and then they implemented their own culture and their own ways and that's when also all this thing about voodoo all this thing about you know trying to get into the culture and and make it as seem is um diabolic diabolical right that's the word right. in english right. yes um so we became a symbol of that we became a symbol of a problem to the world so america the government i'm not talking about of the people you know i'm not talking about of the you know of american people i'm talking about the government the way they view their international you know the their politics haiti became a natural problem for the world for any big country we became a symbol of freedom it's like we're telling every oppressed country you should rise up you should stand up so that's not going to happen right now you know so um i think from there that's when all the bad news about Haiti show only the bad side about Haiti you know became you know something that's normal to the you know american press and and you know show show that bad side show the culture is you know it's evil all of these things and us and Haiti as artists as musicians we know that we understand that and our our mission is to open is is to first open our own eyes and our own conscious and to understand where we are now and to tell the news to our people hey this is what's happening open your eyes and to tell the news to the world this is what's happening and this is not what Haiti is about at all so yes um this is for your first question um The second question you said about my family, right? 
Yes, but I, let, let me let me just put that on hold for one second, um, and and, okay. and ask you if this summary is correct. Um, mm -hmm. Well, two questions. First, is is this the only successful successful uh, slave rebellion in the world in the history of the world? Yes, it is the only one. Fascinating, and and so the yeah. summary then is. Um, we can't have that. <laughs> Not me, of course. We can't have that. No. Those in power <laughs> yeah. punish uh, through through economic sanctions and attacks and 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 propaganda permanently mm -hmm. punish that that uh, th that that success. Uh, similar in some ways to to the fact that we you know I mean Cuba is another interesting uh, parallel. Not not the same history, it is. but certainly they're going to be continually punished by, uh, you know, Western capitalist cultures for the simple mm -hmm. fact that we didn't get what we what we what we demanded, you know. Well, demand, yes. You think that's accurate? Okay. Um, so then, I think so. Okay, so that so now let's move forward to to your family because uh, uh, you know in our first conversation. Um, you 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 told me fascinating story um, about how you, you know your your family being active in politics in Haiti. Do you want to talk about in the in relate? Does, does this relate to the whole process of this uh, album? Oh yeah, yes. Good. Um, this whole album talks. Yeah, like I was explaining to you in the first when the first time we spoke. Um, to go back to the history of my family. Um, it's, you know, my parents, they're bookman experience, so it's a very conscious revolutionary music in Haiti. Okay. Um, and that's, that's all I know. And, and I remember I was eight, seven years old. We, you know, we would go into hiding and, and when I was 17 years old, that's when that relates to the album, this album. The, the second song of the album, um, the name of the song is Ai Bobo. I said it. Um, I could hear, I was playing basketball. I was 17 that day. I was playing basketball. And I could hear my mom on the radio screaming. At this time, we didn't have cell phones. My mom was screaming. If you see my son, tell him not to go home because there's, three guys in front of our gate with guns waiting for us to come in, you know? Um, so while I was playing, I could hear it. And, and, um, and then a friend, a friend of ours came and picked me up. The funny thing, he, he, he picked me up <laughs> while he was driving. He ran out of gas. Oh my! <laughs> Near where we were, <laughs> so we were just, we were just, you know, sitting, relaxed, Haiti style, Caribbean style, waiting for gas. While there's three guys, probably a mile away, less than a mile away from, my, like, in front of my home with guns, waiting for us. You know. Wow. So from there, I left. I left my house like that. You know, with you know, with my basketball outfit. 
and then I didn't see my house for probably, wow, probably three years. You know, I just left, and that's when I came. I came to the United States, and I went to high school here, Prospect Heights, in Brooklyn. Um, it was rough in the beginning, of course. My family, friends, and they were in Haiti, but slowly, you know, I. I, I love it. I love I love Brooklyn. I love the mentality. I love the school I was in. You know, um, I love the the system. You know, I love the education system. <laughs> even even if you, you you cannot believe what I'm saying, Louis, but I love it. And Haiti, it's not like that. Um, <laughs> I, I believe it. That that that's that's great. And of course, New York City. Uh... I mean, you know, it doesn't escape the 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 the, the system, the systemic uh-huh. problems that the United States have, but there certainly is a lot of interesting uh, cultural experience there. What school did you? Yes, yeah. I I went to uh, Prospect Heights High School. Okay. It's near the Brooklyn Museum, um, and, and yeah, it was a great experience. The experience was that they make you move every, you know. You know, chemistry, math, you know, different class, gym. I didn't have that in Haiti, and I love that. You know, my mind, you know, I love stimulation. I love moving around. I can't stay in one place at one, you know, too long. Mm-hmm. So that was amazing for me. And, yeah, from there, that's how I learned about, you know, really the culture, you know, you know, the energy of New York City and the American music, like, you know, soul, blues, and and I incorporate all of that in, into the album. And since then, I just developed the sound and and everything that I am. You know, I would never be where I am today without without all of this, without all of these experiences and and being in New York, the electricity, the energy here. Yeah, stunning. Yeah, electricity is a good way good way to describe New York. Um, <laughs> So were you studying, uh, tell me about how, I mean, you mentioned Bookman experience. Um, mm-hmm. Music is, 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 is a part of your life throughout. And, and this is your father's, uh, it's the whole family, right? Am I, am I right in that? I'm gonna... The whole family, yeah. My, my dad, my mom, my uncle, my aunt, you know, my brothers, my sister, a bunch of my cousins. At one point, we were all playing together in one stage, you know. But it didn't last too long. But but we we all were we are still part of the same band, you know. Bookman is a institution, I can say. For me, it's a school. That's where I learn everything: how to be a professional, how to carry myself on stage, how to carry myself backstage. Um, um, how, you know, how, how to be, yeah, how to be a professional. And since right. I was 13 years old, you know, I started playing international music and touring with them everywhere in the world. And my mom made sure that we, <laughs> um, we were responsible, you know, with, with our money. And then we spend it well, you know, you know, invested back into our education, stuff like that, like that. We, we know how to be responsible with money. Oh. Fascinating. Yeah, I, I want to get to the. I want to ask you because um, I'm I'm just reading some things while we're speaking. 
uh, I want to say mm -hmm. uh, in the recording that uh, Bookman refers back to uh, music that was part of the original revolution, correct? Or, or uprising. Yes. Right? And, uprising, but, yes. The Wikipedia mentions to me, and this this is fascinating because I'm always looking for the roots and the parallel the parallel veins of of roots of music. Um, and they mm -hmm. mentioned here uh, a, a style, music racine. Am I saying that right? Music racine, yes. And and so yes, fo folkloric music. So roots music literally means roots music, right? It means roots music, yes. But but also. Blends with rock and roll. Wikipedia is telling me is that. Uh, how, how? Yeah, but go ahead. They 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 started experimenting in 1978. Mm -hmm. um, listening to voodoo chant and rhythms in Haiti, mm -hmm. and of course at this time, 78. You know, Bob Marley was huge and Stevie Wonder. And all rock and roll, you know, Led Zeppelin, everyone was, you know, all these sounds were coming to Haiti too. Um, so my dad also was always open to these sounds and, and artists and music. And so what they did is with the voodoo rhythms and voodoo chant, they just incorporated electric bass, electric guitar. And then that's the way they started the, the style called Racine roots music fascinating and then they were the first band to be um, grammy nominated wow with wow. with with their first album voodoo ajayi on island records wow so first edition there humor me here um because i it, it has always fascinated me and especially now in my role um in the music uh, business if you will um, mm -hmm. how these things uh, move around the world and blend. So I had read years ago that, I mean, you know, obviously we all look at New Orleans here, you know, in the U.S. Uh, or, or perhaps throughout the world as, you know, sort of a source, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the roots. And, of course, we track those roots uh, from New Orleans back back to Haiti, right? Mm -hmm. so it's like one piece mm -hmm. of the one piece of the African diaspora moving, uh, and and I assume that because uh, Haiti is a free nation, as opposed to say like uh, Trinidad at at such an early stage, that that drumming and roots and African music is is more vibrant and permitted. Right, right. So that moves to to New Orleans, straight straight to New Orleans. <laughs> right, but then fuses in some way with with folk music to to create blues music. Yes, which then moves up river, uh, mm -hmm. and 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 through the church <laughs> uh, to to <laughs> soul music. Uh, That's right, <laughs> to, like Stevie Wonder. Then of course jumps back to Jamaica when people are listening to that vein, right? And 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 merge right. reggae music, but also, you know, jumps over to England where Led Zeppelin is 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 basically worshiping uh, blues musicians in the United States. Uh, United States, yes. And so now this all sort of merges back in some way 
to Haiti for that's beautifully said, man. Like, 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 I love that the traveling route you just took there. It's it's all just like, great. <laughs> it's like a it's like a muse like a like a like a vibrational manifestation of the African diaspora moving, moving yes. around and creating new things. And now here you are, uh, having moved to New York and having that background, and now creating drawing on those roots and creating your own style of cross yeah. vibration. So I, I read that you had been playing with a variety of people and I want to list those right now because I think it's one of the most interesting things about, or, or one very interesting thing about this record. So mm-hmm. been performing, playing and, and writing, I believe with quite a few people, right? Yes. Um, can we name a few? Yes, we can. Um, you, you want, I can go. Yeah, just start at the top and give give me give me five or six names of people that you've been collaborating with, um, because I think um, that, yeah is is fascinating. We have uh, uh, Jackson Brown. Mm-hmm. Um. There's this famous African, Abib Kwate, um, Jenny Lewis, Jonathan Wilson, who's touring right now with um, Roger Waters. Uh-huh. Um, I've been also touring with Lauren Hill. Uh-huh. Um, of course, M- Maxwell, you know, loves everything, and uh, he's been like a mentor to me. And also have Orchid Fire. And Regime. Yes, and Orchid Fire. Okay, so so I'm getting to a point here, and that, that point is so, you know, look at the diversity. Does it strike you as really interesting with the diversity of performers that you, or is this just completely natural to you because you're you're a, a sort of a connection between a variety of styles? Like is this um i I think it's both it's both there's one part of me that 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 was like wow i'm you know i'm I'm from Haiti, and most of these people I used to see them on t v you know, and Jackson Brown is like you know my dad loves Jackson Brown, you know, I used to um listen to his music, but not a lot, but I knew some of his music, but now he's one of my closest friends, you know, I stayed at his house, you know. And um, the same with um, Regine Chassain and Wynn Butler, Arcade Fire, these people I used to see, but also and on TV, but now they are my closest friends also. Um, and we're working on, you know, collaborations and benefit concerts for Haiti. We're all, you know, in the same cause. But at the same time, I understand why, because... Um, Again, I love how you just put everything together from Haiti going to, you know, to New Orleans, soul music, going to Jamaica, Jamaica, going to, you know, um, um, England. And I can understand how, you know, a Haitian musician like myself, you know, uh, I was I was very fortunate to be in a family like I was. And I was fortunate to be in New York, you know, to 
to really learn about soul music. But to me, blues, soul music are all natural music for me, you know. But I can understand why all these musicians, we can collaborate, why they see me as a bridge between them and roots, whatever, you know, they think they think about it. But I can understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. I, I really will have to uh, revisit my uh, Jackson Brown's music. I, I, I think he, like many artists, uh, lost me at one point, uh, and then and then yeah. I get back. But the one track that uh, I always play is uh, "These Days," and and not his version. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a Nico version of that? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I don't know this version, but I know this song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah this song. Very, very personal and very intense. Um, okay. So that so that takes me to you know to to this to this record, um, and I'm gonna try to bring up the. Uh, do I have the track list yet? Um, I wonder if you want to talk about any of the songs um, specifically, and you know. Uh, you've mentioned Aibobo. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, can you could you could you break down a few of the tracks on the album and and talk about you know what influenced you or maybe even you know where your head was when you wrote when you wrote it. If there's any any, any For sure. Yeah, um, the album starts with um, a song called Nisa, which means birth and. And then from there, we go into Aibobo, which is a story <clears throat> when I was 17. And I wrote that song actually when I first got um, to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, not first, but maybe a year after 18, I, I, you, know, two, you know, 18, 19, I wrote Aibobo. And I remember writing it because I... <laughs> I used to work at Wendy's at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to flip. I, I I was the best, you know. I used to flip burgers. I was the best at it, you know. Ask anyone. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. I respect that. So, yeah, yeah. I had, you know, I was young and you know wanted some money. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I wrote that song, and a cousin of mine, Reginald, came in. And I'm singing the song. I'm playing it. You know, ai bobo, ai bobo, ai bobo. I'm singing that song. And he's like, wow. And he he took the pen and he's like, he's like I never think of songs like that, but that's, that's his word. And he's like, this song is going to be a hit. And he puts something on it. That was like 15 years ago. Mm. And I just put the song there. And... And and I just worked on it, and um, for this album, you know, I rearranged it with a couple of other musicians, great musicians, and that's that's what came out of it. And um, from that song, <laughs> since I was seventeen, eighteen, you know, that story, the same album, you know, of course, you can find someone, you know, you love and you fell in love. And I fell in love with 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 um, a girl, half Italian, half black, and 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 Connecticut. 
Uh-oh. And she broke my heart, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's how the song Love Sick uh-huh. came out. But before Love Sick, it's the song Why Don't You Love Me. Um, Why Don't You Love Me, I wrote it because of someone that was constantly bullying me. Um, wow. it's, it was not a love song. It was a song of someone rejecting me rejecting me i don't know maybe because uh you know of my color because i had dread i don't know why exactly but that person was constantly bullying me not accepting me so I, I wrote that song why don't you love me and then from why don't you love me i fell in love with that girl i was telling you she broke my heart love sick mm-hmm. and then from love sick i went into Ezily. Ezili, it's a song, it's a root song, Haitian Rasin song, traditional, um, mixed with a lot of Vodou rhythms, mixed with reggae. To me, it's all the same music. To me, it's soul music. You know, it's, it's our expression. Um, yeah, and then from there, it goes to Mama, it goes to, you know, there's many... And then at the end, it goes into my, you know, rebellious self, which is um, rise up, you know. And then the last song is Uvezole. It's a kind of a song for, you know, for Haitians and for them to understand who they are and, and don't listen to what people are saying about the country. You know, we have to be the one organizing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you know, sometimes song order makes all the difference. And I think I've, you know, I really look forward to um, hearing everything from start to finish. Uh, and um, I, I guess, you know, I'm looking over my notes here. I don't, I don't know. We've covered some great ground here. I, I wonder if there's anything that you think, um, uh, that I that I should cover. Um, I think um, I think it's uh, I think between you and I, it's always a great conversation. I think we can speak for days because we have so much to say, you know, about music, about the world, of, you know, the view, you know, everything that's happening. But it's always good, also, you know, when it's done, it's done, and then when we come back to the conversation, it's fresh and nice. And it's always beautiful, you know. Thank you. Yeah, I want to leave some room. I I, I hope that you uh, will visit the Rope Dope Room uh, down here in East Philadelphia soon, and that we can uh, continue the conversation on camera. Uh, yes. Bring more of your wonderful perspective out. Um, I guess I want to close with just one last question: Is um, obviously the album is w- what you want to say to the world, but but what do you want to say to the world? Is there, is there a message you have for humanity at this interesting time on planet Earth? Um, the message is very simple to me, is understanding of who we are. Um, it's understanding who we are in terms of, first, we are light, we are conscience. And second, be proud of where we are and who we are. 
our culture. Be part of where we are. Be part of our expression. Whether you're American, Jamaican, Brazilian, African, you know, anywhere in the world. If we know we are here as human beings, brotherhood, sisterhood, let's be proud and let's protect our mother earth because that's, that's why we are here and love one another. You know? Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to the 21 Soul Music Podcast. If you like what we do, please subscribe on Mixcloud at 21 Soul, and you can also find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Our video series of interviews and music discussion is also available on YouTube at Ropeadope99. 21 Soul is recorded in East Philadelphia at the Ropeadope Room. Our producer is Nick Perry. Our general manager is Fran DeRubo. The 21 Soul theme song is an excerpt of Red Hook Soul by Mr. Michael Blake. Big thanks to all the people who keep the rope dope flame burning, all the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and thanks to those of you who are taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show.